Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Smoke Shack. It's your boy, Specialist Seth Rogen. No relation, just look a lot like him. Today, I am joined by a long, long-time friend of mine that I've had since literally the beginning. I went to basic with this man. We ended up going to the same first unit together, same platoon. Let me introduce my boy, Seaway. Seaway, how are you doing today? I'm I'm doing great, and you know before we get started, I I gotta say, it is a it's an honor and a privilege to to be on this. I love what you're doing. I love the direction. I'm excited to talk about you know, kind of our beginning, right? Because we both started at that same place and at the same point in time, and we kind of learned a lot of stuff together. So I'm excited to revamp and retalk about all that stuff and. Reminisce. I, I love being. Yeah, I love being here, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. I I definitely missed you, bud. And you know, it was totally worth it driving two hours to Oklahoma City, talking to you for four, and then <laughs> missing the time hack that I had for the uh, clothing and sales at Fort, uh, or not Fort, uh, Tinker. Yeah, totally no, worth it. Was, it. <laughs> uh, it was it was great because you know after after you leave you know I got all the other recruiters in the office they're like who the fuck is that you know I was like this is one of my good friends this is, this is my buddy you don't you don't understand <laughs> <laughs> from from where we started to where we are now the the things that have happened in between and it was it was great man I loved catching up with you on that day and again I'm just excited to kind of go over this stuff so people can hear. A different, a different uh, side of a beginning. Is, is that make sense? You know, like just a. This was our our beginning. We can share this story together. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <clears throat> no, it'll be it'll be great. It'll be great. We 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 all get to hear the stories of uh, old Specialist Rogan before he was uh, the asshole he was in Germany. Why he was <laughs> yes, the sir. asshole he was in Germany? Oh man. All right. So tell me, uh, Staff Sergeant. Seaway, that's right. He's a staff sergeant. I'm still a specialist. That's because uh, I don't run fast. <laughs> but old, you'd be Seaway. surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised. The times have changed, buddy. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but old Seaway here. What have you been up to since our times at Campbell? I know you went to Lewis, and then you're now a recruiter. How's how's that life going? So. Leaving Campbell, I'll, I'll start there. Leaving Campbell was, you know, bittersweet. You know, everyone thinks the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. Um, and then you get, and then you get put in a striker and you realize <laughs> it's not, but, um, you know, yeah, I spent some time up at Campbell, you know, we, or sorry at, uh, Lewis and we trained a lot. Um, you know, again, like you and I both wanting to, to go and, and deploy and, you know, it's a blessing and a burden. You know, we didn't get to do that stuff, but I always thought I had my chance up at Lewis to go do that after I left Campbell. And uh, during that time, you know, we just trained. Uh, we trained. I did my best to to get promoted. Um, and again, just kind of do everything the Army's asking of you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, my family kind of grew during that time. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff I learned at Campbell bled into Lewis because when I got to Lewis, it was a completely different atmosphere. You mm -hmm. know, it, it, it was like, and I'm sure you kind of felt that way when you went to Germany because Campbell is like the Mecca of the super speeds, if you will. Oh you yeah. Know, High like speed that, as fuck. Yeah. 
it's it's high speed and then you go anywhere else you're like oh shit i'm i'm king shit you know <laughs> i'm the man you know and i got to lewis and the expectations i had i thought you know fort campbell that's that's everywhere you know this is the army and you know we did our little time at west point we got to see what that was like you know while we were at campbell and <laughs> expectations were let down you know but at the at the, at the end of, <laughs> at the end of the day um doing doing my thing i guess and you know it worked out for me um i ended up trying to extend i wasn't sure i was kind of on the fence about getting out mm-hmm. and uh i came down on recruiting orders and the funny thing is i'm at recruiting school and again you know i'm i'm from southern california and i've got a lot of family members that are in high schools you know they are teachers they are coaches you know they they work with you know the athletic department and in different high schools. And there's definitely a connection there. And USAREC in its infinite knowledge sent me to Norman, <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, Oklahoma, there's only one fucking person I know in my life <laughs> that is from Oklahoma. Hello. <laughs> and that, <laughs> and that's you. <laughs> Bro. I could so have told I... you how much Oklahoma was going <laughs> to suck, man. <laughs> there's a reason I escaped. So I, you know, and, and that's the thing too, man, I was, I was disappointed cause I kind of wanted to go back home for a little bit cause I've got my kids, you know, to see grandma, grandpa, all that jazz. But, um, as far as being a recruiter goes, right. I'll just kind of jump into it, mm-hmm. you know, come, coming to Norman, Oklahoma, you know, the, the, uh, atmosphere, you know, you got the university of Oklahoma. That's literally a stone's throw away from my office. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of deal with we'll just say, you know, a little bit of liberalism and, and whatnot of, you know, the university, but, um, the mindset of being a recruiter truly makes or breaks your success. Um, I wasn't too excited about it at the time because I, again, Norman, Oklahoma, what, what's there? I'm sure they got waffle house. So I'm excited about that, but you know, <laughs> three o'clock in the morning, other, drunk as fuck. <laughs> other, other than that, um, Recruiting has its ups and downs. You know, it, again, they they, uh, they need you to pull in numbers. They need you to put people in the Army. And uh, I was fortunate enough within my first year of recruiting to, to be somewhat successful. So I'm thinking about making the leap and kind of letting go of the scout world uh, and being a permanent recruiter. Okay. So that's uh, That's really different from where I'm at right now. <laughs> Because, you know, I joined the Guard, and now I'm a uh, 12 Romeo electrician. Still haven't gone to fucking AIT yet, because it's the Guard. They don't have the budget. <laughs> well, I remember talking to you while you were in Germany about the reserves, buddy. I could have helped you. <laughs> well, you know, I tried to be a scout, because I was like, okay, maybe I should stay a scout. And whenever I talked to the uh, National Guard Reserves uh, counselors uh, before I got out, and I was like, okay, how about 19 Deltas? What's the slots looking like in Oklahoma? And they're like, yeah, bro, good luck. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, they're full up. They they have too well, many. And I'm like, what the fuck, Oklahoma? Stop breeding scouts. Well, I'll tell I'll tell I'll tell you this, man. Like, and here I know we're gonna have people listening to this, and <laughs> you know those 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 that are out there, you know, that are looking for more opportunities. Uh, you can go ahead hit up Main Street, in Norman, Oklahoma. There's a recruiting station there. <laughs> Um, they can definitely open doors for you, but no, I mean, 
the uh, the recruiting business isn't crazy. It's not too bad. Because um, at the end of the day, like, look at you and me, right? We both have different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, we both had this this passion, I think, to want to serve. We didn't know what capacity that would be in, but we wanted to give back. And I would say, you know, the generation that we're currently in, all I get is people that want, want, want. What is in it for, you know, what's in it for me? And I know our, our generation was, we wanted to give, we wanted to serve and, you know, provide either a better life for ourselves, but generally we wanted to serve. And that's the, one of the big things I think that today's generation constantly deals with is what's in it for me. And it's, it's a, it's an obstacle, no doubt to try to, to do my job as a recruiter, put people in the army. But at the end of the day, there are those people that need this. There are those people that need that purpose, need that, need that direction and need someone to push them that way. And I I do find fulfillment in being a recruiter. I do think that there are some good things to it that open doors for people that probably wouldn't have that, you know, on a normal, a normal, uh, I guess day in the life, but mm-hmm. yeah, man. I mean, long story short, I, I I'm enjoying it. I think it's a good thing, and yeah, if I'm working late at night, okay, I'm still sleeping in my own bed. I still get to have a warm meal. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just a different side of the army that I never saw myself doing, but I'm enjoying it. That's good to hear, man. So we uh, on the first step, well, first actual actual episode or whatever. I was talking with Laz. We talked about you know having that sense of fulfillment, but we were more talking about, like, you know, like people outside of the army now, but for you, yeah. like how fulfilling has it been for you being a uh, recruiter? Like, how's that been? That's a, that's a good question. And I love being a scout. I do. I think uh, it's rewarding <laughs> because you're, you're doing the dirty work. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're going through, you're staying up, you're tired, you're sweaty, you, know, you got you got swamp ass up the yin yang. You have you have you know I mean as a as a section leader you know you you're talking to your team leader you're getting your joes you have that one guy that just doesn't get it like it's rewarding to see the people you train succeed mm-hmm. you know when you when you show them how to do it and they're able to do it and watch that it's, it's like being a coach. Right. And I think with, with me personally, that's something that I thoroughly enjoy. And I know, um, you're going to have base on here in a little bit, but <laughs> he was, he was probably one of the best coaches slash mentors I've had. And I, I believe you probably feel the same. Oh um, yeah. He was able to show you how to do it and get in your ass at the same time. And you had that balance. You had that balance of fear and respect. I don't oh, yeah. want to disappoint this man. <laughs> I do not want to disappoint this man. And if I do, I'm fucked. So I really got to make sure this is done right. One and... sec. Yep. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just, as a recruiter, it's a different side of things because you, you meet these people, you meet these kids. And I mean, especially in this area that I'm currently working out of, you know, I have this one individual, he was living in a trailer park. There were some issues going on at home um, and he needed fulfillment. He needed purpose. He needed direction. 
And the army was that ticket for this individual to move on to a better future, you know? And again, it wasn't about, Hey, what's in it for me? This guy has a servant's heart, you know? And I think through recruiting, I get the opportunity to meet those individuals that, you know, that, and I know you know this, right? In the army, you've got people that are going to follow orders. You got people that are going to think outside the box. And then you got people that are going to bitch moan and complain about literally everything you say. And sometimes all three, I, <laughs> and sometimes you hit the trifecta, right? <laughs> and I know you, you, you and I, I, we've, we've been there. Okay. Um, we, we've done all three of those things. Uh, but I think uh, as a recruiter, I get to meet these kids and I get to almost show them a light. Hey, you get to do this. You can do that. And this is where you get to go. You know, I love selling adventure because the army is, a, is an adventure, 100%. You know, and I hate using the word sell, but other, if I don't show them through my experiences, you know, God bless YouTube, but, you know, there's... <laughs> There's a lot of things out there that these kids don't know. And when they get to hear someone outside of mom, outside of dad, outside of a teacher, outside of a coach, you know, sometimes that becomes, you know, it's just, it brings their, it, it, they, we have their attention, but now we have their curiosity. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like it, it, it's a hundred percent. It goes like that. And I do find fulfillment in it. Um, I would say as a recruiter, the biggest thing I miss about uh, being a scout is the boys. Oh, I yeah. miss the boys. I miss smoking and joking. I miss watching the new private fuck up. You know, that's a great, <laughs> that's, just, <laughs> that's just like my favorite pastime. You know, it's because we were there. We fucked up. You know, our, our story. <laughs> I love how our story begins. I don't I, I don't know if you want to get into that right now. We'll or, get into it uh, but, next, but Jesus Christ, yeah, <laughs> that the fucking first day at Campbell where I just, yeah, we'll get into that on the Campbell episode <laughs> for sure. God, I made you look uh, good. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you you made me look really good. <laughs> uh, I uh, I I've never really thanked you for that. Now I get to do it publicly, but you really made me look good. Oh, don't worry. My first impressions, uh, same thing almost happened in Germany. Like, my first impressions just fucking suck. Like, in everything I do, it's great. All right, so the recruiting life, you're enjoying that. Uh, So let's get into, like, because I haven't talked about it for me, and I'd love for someone else to also put their input. Like, what made you join the Army and then, you know, eventually what made you choose to be a scout? I love that question. Uh, realistically, my background, you know, I was a, I was a big soccer guy. I was a big sports guy. Um, I was playing college soccer. I met a pretty girl and I was like, ah, there's gotta be more. There's gotta be more than this. Um, I always thought about the army. You know, my dad, he actually went to West Point in 1975 and he was there for a year and he's like, yeah, this shit ain't for me, buddy. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I always wondered about that. I used to ask my dad about that. And, you know, he ended up going to San Diego state partying his ass off. And I was like, Ooh, you know, I like that too. Uh, but it was, uh, 
it was kind of like this point in my life where I was, I was 21. You know, I, I kind of did some college, you know, I lived that, that up enough, you know, but I got to say, you know, I met this pretty girl and I thought about my future and I thought about, you know, if I continue to pursue soccer, I, I feel like I might just hit a wall. I wanted something bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. I love, I loved the concept and I still do to this day of fighting for those who can't fight for themselves. And it's, you know, I kind of alluded to this earlier, you know, having that servant's heart, mm-hmm. I, I want to give. And I didn't know what capacity it would be in. You know, when I, when I was talking to mom and dad about joining the army, you know, my mom told me, she's like, look, I don't care what you do. I just don't want you to be infantry. And I was like, you got it, mom. I went down to Costa Mesa, California, went into the recruiter's office. And I said, look, here's the deal. My mom said, I can't do infantry. What's second best? <laughs> He's like, <laughs> and, and he said, have you heard of a calf scout? And I was like, what's that? Showed me the, the YouTube video. Oh, God. You know, got a guy coming out of the wood line in a ghillie suit, you know, riding dirt bikes and all this shit. And I was like, wow. Yes, that's way better than infantry. Huh, mom oh, doesn't. God. Mom doesn't. Mom doesn't know that she just you know, made a great decision for me <laughs> because if she, if she didn't say that, I would have been infantry man, one hundred percent. But the the transition from being a civilian, right, and being set in your ways, and going through the recruiting process, it's crazy now as a recruiter. You know, I don't know about you, but what the hell was future soldier training in 2013? You know what I mean? Like that was not a thing, you know, at least at my station. Oh, I did. You it. Know, I saw, I, I saw my recruiter twice the day I came in and the day I went to the hotel, to ship, you know, that was it, <laughs> you know, online classes. I did that shit. I think I came in as a PV two. Um, but I just, it was different, man. The whole, the whole thought for me was, get out of California, start my life, no matter where I go, you know, I'm serving a purpose that's bigger than myself. Being a scout, dude, that, that just had this, this, uh, this weight behind it. Hey, you get to go first. You get to be in the front. You depict the battlefield for those behind you. And I just really got invested into that idea. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there we are, you and I at golf, five fifteen golf, you know, golf troop, you know october i think it was 28th october 28th it was uh october 28th and we got there a week fucking early yes Uh (laughs) uh-huh because someone fucked up do you remember i know we're getting into reception now but i've i've used this from one of the ncos that we first met at reception which one because there's like one I fucking hate to this day still. It's probably the one I'm thinking about. <laughs> so the ginger I remember fuck? there was, yes, there was fuck. two of them, right? We we had the ginger guy, the E5, who like shaved his arms and legs and thought he was like, you know, king shit. And then we had the uh, that Sergeant First Class that used to take us to chow. That would Bryant? do all the, uh, yes. Man had the with... vocal cords of an angel. Absolutely. That that guy, I think we still got something on YouTube 
I was looking at it uh, probably a couple of years ago. I think there's a video of us on YouTube marching with him singing cadence. But no, the the ginger, right? He mm. was a he was a fucking asshole, hundred percent. But the one thing that stuck with me, and I still use it to this day, before we we left uh, reception and went to basic training, I don't know if you remember this, but he said, "Hey, privates, you know, no matter what, remember, there's always an end. There's always an end." And through that process, it's kind of been something I've brought into my life. I didn't realize that it would make such an impact at that time because, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, Roger that, you know, let's let's go. But you can you can use that in pretty much any aspect of your life. You know, we're getting our our ball smoked as soon as we get off the bus. (laughs) And, you know, we're like, okay, I guess this is it. You know, this is what we can expect. But that ended. Welcome to the, the next army. day came. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the next day came, got our ball smoked off, did this, that, and the other, but that ended. And you know, that the whole concept of there's always an end, you know, kind of promotes the concept of you don't need to quit. You don't need to give up because this will end, this will pass, you know? And at the time, again, you know, we're, we have no idea what the fuck we're about to get into. Mm-hmm. And, uh, those words have stuck with me and I use that with the people I recruit and the people I put in the army. And I've had individuals come back from basic training who are actually on holiday block leave right now, came by the recruiting station and they're like, Hey, Sergeant Caraway, like I remembered what you told me throughout basic training and it helped me. And I just want to say thank you. And it's like, it's one of those things where, at the end of the day, like our job, it's a thankless job. Like we don't really give a shit. We're not doing it for that. Right. Mm-hmm. And hearing that, that's where that mentorship, that coaching, that, that makes me feel good because I had a leader like base who taught me how to do shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And being able to now be that where I am now, you know, the stuff he, he taught me wasn't in vain. The stuff he taught, the stuff he taught you wasn't in vain. You know what I mean? Like it's that full picture. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. One sec. Yeah. I I definitely hear you on that. So let me tell you how I fucking ended up joining the army. (laughs) I'm excited. Because it's like completely fucking different from you. (laughs) (laughs) No. So... I had always wanted to because my uh, my uh, two uh, great grandfathers on my uh, father's side, uh, my mother's grandfather or my my grandmother's father, he was uh, in Italy, and then my grandfather's father was in uh, the uh, Pacific, and my grandfather would always tell me the stories that uh, great grandpappy would tell him about like being on a ship because you know he's army so they're not navy they don't have their own boats and getting to fire like 50 and 30 cal uh machine guns at the beachhead as like japanese soldiers were like coming over i was like man that sounds like some fun shit that sounds awesome (laughs) yeah you just watch you know the amc turner classic and you're watching midway and you're like holy shit yeah you know those those men those men were men in that day so it actually wasn't until like two or three years after I joined the army, I was home at my grandparents and my grandfather pulled out uh, his medals that a uh, grandfather had or great grandpappy had gotten. 
and I see that blue rifle with the uh, wreaths, and I was like, oh, he was infantry? <laughs> and I was like, tell me more. And uh, apparently, like, Grand Grandpappy was a uh, machine gunner, and he got the Bronze Star. It was supposed to be upgraded, and I think this is where I get my attitude from. They were like, hey, Private or Specialist Johnson, we're going to bump up your... Uh, bronze star to a silver star you just gotta stay in a little bit longer and fucking i guess great grandpappy was like fuck no i'm tired i've been gone for like who knows how many months or years i'm going home y'all can fuck off and just like kept it out of bronze i was like holy shit because i guess he uh was on an island and him and his team like successfully like destroyed a uh entire like arms factory or whatever like bombed the shit out of it using artillery and everything like calling it in and I was like, yeah. oh, that's that's dope. Okay. And then my uh, maternal grandfather, he was infantry in Vietnam, uh, 101st, if I remember correctly, which was another reason why I was happy to go to Campbell. But that man would never open up about anything other than he killed, uh, well, he liked to call the Vietnamese the G word. He uh, <laughs> was very uh, Grand Torino. Uh, ask actually <laughs> yeah. every time I watch that movie I just that's fair. I'm like that's my fucking grandfather right there just all racist and everything <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ <laughs> grandpa oh lord <clears throat> thankfully he got medicated uh, like a few years ago or not a few years ago <laughs> but like a decade or more ago he calmed down slightly racist but you know not as bad and I always thought that his natural pallor was uh, red turns out that was just his <laughs> blood pressure but so oh, anyways uh i had always wanted to be in the military just because i'm a very emotionally detached human being and i don't feel things like normal people mm -hmm. so i was like ah perfect army or military i was thinking military whenever i was in school it's like military would be fine for me like let's do it i don't give any shits and <laughs> it was uh my senior year or, yeah, I think it was the first part of my senior year, I had a uh, English teacher. And she uh, was going over, like, her entire class, like, curriculum revolved around, like, military-esque stuff. Uh, like, uh, one of the books we read, it was, like, The Things We Carried or something like that. Great book. And she, like, one day, I think she just asked me, she was like, all right, wh what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, be honest, ma'am, I want to go into the Marines. I want to be a sniper. That's that's what I want to do. You good? Yeah. <laughs> I'm open. I'm opening the window, dude. I'm hot as shit. Oh. So. <laughs> no, but I'm listening to your story. Things <laughs> they carried. I remember reading that book. Go ahead. So, she asked me, and I was like, you "No, know, Marine Sniper." And she was like, "Do you know?" Because uh, I had a uh, book on me. It was the uh, One Shot One Kill. I read that like probably at least once a month. Uh, throughout my junior and senior year. I loved that book. And the uh, the author, uh, Charles W. Sasser, she went to school with him, and she was like, I'll give you his email. He can fill you in even more. And I was like, hell what? yes. So I ended up That's talking crazy. to uh, Charles W. Sasser, Marine sniper from Vietnam. And he'd ask me questions. You know, he'd be like, well, why do you think you'd be good for this? So back in the day, I wasn't... This chubby man that you see before you, or hear before you, I guess. You've no seen me. Way. 
I was, uh, <laughs> God, I was like 165 pounds. I was in wrestling. I was doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu and uh, weight training. So I was you're like, a, you, you were an Oklahoma fuck machine. You were oh, just yeah. ready to go. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> he's sitting there. He's like pretty much just like profiling me. He's like, okay, well, how do you feel about this situation? Or how would you do uh, with this situation? And uh-huh. I guess he was like, yeah, you'll be perfect for a sniper. And I was like, thank you. So I uh, like ended up graduating. And the only thing that I'm not crazy about, or uh, I guess that makes me not as crazy, is I'm still a mama's boy. And my mother always told me, she was like, whatever you do in your life, never join the military. For the love of God, don't do that. Because, you know, she had to deal with her father, who was, you know, Vietnam infantry, didn't have a great time, got blown the fuck up by a VC, and then deals with, like, PTSD. And she was like, don't join the military. And I was like, fine. Well, ended up... uh, I was dating this one girl, and whenever we broke up, she legit told me, like, this is the type of psychopaths I attract. Uh, At the end of it, she was like, you're not a real man. And I was just like, what? Oh, okay. I see how the fuck it is. So, like, that stuck with me. I was like, I'm a fucking man. I got cojones. (laughs) God damn it. You reached down into your Levi. 501s and you're like yeah i got a, i got a set right I got here a set. baby so <laughs> i was sitting there and uh after high school i like i found out that no one stops you from buying cheesecake like you could just walk into walmart and you could just buy a cheesecake now like that's fucking great like i was working and everything and i just go go to walmart get a cheesecake so i was eating i was eating very well <laughs> At at one point in American history, was cheesecake off limits to to young adults? Uh, Parents. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I came home with an entire cheesecake, started eating it, and my dad said nothing. And I was like, hell yeah, freedom is great. Cool, I'm going to do this once a week. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was about once a week I was eating an entire cheesecake. Holy shit. And then, you know, McDonald's. Like, I, so I went from 165 pounds my senior year to the, by the time that I went to the recruiting station, I was 200 or like 198. Yeah. Yeah. Which was about you're, a. You're what, like 5'9, five, 5'10? Nine, five, five, yeah. So. Sorry, my, my recruiter brain is already doing, you know, the pre Apple MDT <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out if you're qualified. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. So. <laughs> You know, what she fucking said stuck with me, and then I didn't really have anyone. Like, I wasn't dating anyone. Like, relationships were just not working. And right, I was uh, between jobs, actually. And it was actually my birthday. I asked one of my friends, I was like, hey, you want to go out to eat for my birthday? He was like, yeah, sure, why not? And we're driving through Tulsa, and I see you know, Armed Services Recruiting Center. And I was just like, yeah, boy, I'm about to fucking make the turn. Hold on. And I just whipped that bitch, <laughs> make that left-hand turn into the uh, shopping center. And I, you know, go up to the door and I'm just like, open it up. And they all just like look at me like I'm fucking crazy because during this time, people didn't just like walk into recruiting stations being like, hey, I want to join the fucking army. What do I need to do? And I just... So you were in, you were in Tulsa when this happened? Yeah. 
Okay. So I just walk in, and the guy's like, well, well, let me help you out there, man. And I was like, hell yeah. yeah. And he's sitting there getting all my information. The guy that I was with was like 5'9", but like a buck 20, if that. And he looks at him, and he's like, are you joining too? And my friend's just like, uh, uh no. And I'm just like, yeah, it, this is just me, man. You're just signing me up. So <laughs> I told him, I was like, I want to do a combat job, either infantry or what whatever else is a combat yeah, job. Yeah, whatever oh, else, right? Yeah, 100%. Because you didn't know what a cavalry scout was. Like, no one did. So, you know what I mean? Like, you only, you only heard about Custer, and you're like, yeah, that guy got killed. I don't know what that <laughs> is, but, you know. Fucking send it. You know, what do you got? What do, what do I qualify for? Here's my ASVAB score from, you know, my senior year in high school. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, talked to him and everything. He's like, okay, here's what we'll do. We'll send you down to OKC. You'll take the ASVAB. You'll come back. We'll see what you qualify for. And I was like, all right, dope. Uh, went down, did the test and everything. Come back. And I came back with like a 92 uh, ASVAB and a 130 GT score. God damn, and, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking aware. <laughs> for, for for picking Cav Scout. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I come back with that, and he's like, no, he's sitting there expecting me to have, like, you know, the minimum results that he needed anyways to, like, put me in infantry or whatever. And he's just like, um, I don't feel comfortable putting you in infantry. <laughs> and I was like, that's funny. Well, I only want to do a combat job, so guess you'll have make to it, make it happen make it happen <laughs> and he was like here's what you can do man you can do military intelligence helicopter mechanic literally anything you want you can do oh, yeah. and i was like i want to be a calf scout or uh i want to be you know combat and then he's like okay yeah. i won't have you be infantry but i want you to watch this video and tell me <laughs> if you want to do this instead yeah and i was like okay so for those of you who don't know what the uh, 19 Delta Cavalry Scout video was like back in 2013, before it got updated, yeah. uh, it went a, a little something like this. 19 Delta Cavalry Scout, you will be the eyes and the ears of the battlefield. M moving through uh, armored vehicles using the Bradleys, Strikers, and other vehicles, you will find a way to get eyes on the enemy and report back up. And I was like, okay, that sounds cool. He's like, you'll be forward line. And I'm like, Fuck yes. That means I'll be up front in front of everybody. I was like, sign me the fuck up. And so ended up doing all that. And like the dude was just like, I really think you're wasting your potential. But OK, <laughs> like that poor recruiter. You know, you know, it's funny because I, I can definitely I've been in that guy's shoes. Um, I, I had this dude from OU. And his dad was like a CSM in in uh, Fort Hood, and this kid this kid was a stud, you know, like he he was built to to do anything, and uh, he wanted to do uh, special forces, and it was kind of one of those things like you're so smart you can do anything, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, there's a purpose for everybody, and that guy found it you know, through doing 18 X and, and doing all that shit. Um, but I mean, you look, look at, look at you, look at me. Like you had that, you know, a very, very high score. I think I had like a 47 maybe, you know, and, uh, the, the concept being that 
You just want to fight. Some people just want to fight. You know, it, it doesn't matter what it is. They just want to fight. And, and like you said, being a scout, being on the front lines, it was like I get to be a part of the future and I get to change the battlefield. Oh, and yeah. being a scout, you're you're really the only person that can do that because whatever you say, whatever you do dictates whatever happens behind you. And, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's how, uh, that's how I ended up being a scout. And then, uh, funny story. I need to tell you this. So I signed up, uh, at the time my mother was in a pharmacy school in Kentucky weird so well she went to like a really really good uh pharmacy school okay so she wasn't in oklahoma whenever i enlisted (laughs) oh were you 17 uh no i was uh i just turned 20 yeah like i said as a good recruiter it doesn't fucking matter (laughs) (laughs) if you're 18 and older you're good to go brother (laughs) (laughs) so i uh Came home after me and my friend ate and told my dad. I was like, hey, dad, I did something today. And he <laughs> was what? like, what? I was like, I may have just signed up for the army. He was like, oh, oh, no. I was like, yeah. Oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> and if you got that sound on the sound bar, you need to play it. I wish I did. I really wish I had that sound. Of all oh, the sounds no. I have, I don't have that one. <laughs> but no, so I come home and tell him that, and he's like, you're going to have to tell your mother. And I'm like, I will tell her when my ass is on a bus going on a plane, or going to, yeah, when you know, I, leaving. <laughs> yeah, when I'm when, when I'm good good and ready, all right? No you know, no pressure. Where I'm safe I've from my mother. <laughs> Where I'm safe from my mother beating my ass. <laughs> so we ended up going to Kentucky like a month before uh, my ship date. That's crazy. So you already knew the footprint before you got there. Yeah. So uh, it was uh, Louisville. That's where she was. Okay. And he's like, we were it was uh, on our way there, so we drove, and it was like three quarters of the way. He was like, "Oh yeah, me and uh, your mother and us, we're gonna have uh, dinner. You're gonna tell your mother that you joined the military." I was like, "What? No, Dad set me up." <laughs> so we get there, we go to dinner, and then my dad fucking just goes, "Hey, honey, uh, your son has something to tell you." Damn, gotcha. I was like, "Um, yeah, mom, uh." Don't freak out. Don't be angry. Please don't beat me. But uh, I joined the army. And she cried. <laughs> like, she cried so bad. And I was just like, oh, dear Ugh. God. And then she was like, well, what? all right, at least tell me what you chose to do. Please tell me it was something in the medical field. I know you enjoy being in the medical field. And I was like, Mom, I fucking hate people. I have not had a good time since I've been out of high school. Even during high school, I fucking hated people. I tried to do the whole surgical technology thing and it didn't work out. So uh, I'm over the opposite. Asking asking for a friend, where were you guys at when this happened? You guys went to dinner. Were you at like an olive garden? Uh, And she's crying over breadsticks or what what happened? I think it was, uh, 
oh, I think it was like some restaurant that's only in like Louisville, but I think it was like a uh, not Tex-Mex, but something similar to like Roadhouse or whatever. Okay, yeah, no, for sure. Okay, I, I just I, I'm painting the picture in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> nice dinner, steaks for everyone. <laughs> Mother crying. Let's go. <laughs> But not enough napkins. Not enough napkins. <laughs> but I've sit there and I tell her and I'm just like she's like, um, so so you didn't choose a medical job? And I'm like, No. And she was like, what did you choose? Cause she's thinking I chose what grandfather was, and she is expecting me to become like grandpappy. And I'm like, um, it's not infantry. And she's like, Oh, thank God. I'm like, I'm a scout. And she's like, Why does that sound as bad? And I'm like, Oh, she's like, what, what do you do? And I'm like, well, according to the video, because <laughs> that's all I know is just from the video. <laughs> I, I do a lot of things. I'm just like, um, the look. radio is my weapon. <laughs> I was like, I'm, uh, in front of everyone. I'm in front of the infantry. And she's like, oh, oh no. And then I don't know why I blurted this out. Or I think maybe she asked or something. She looked something up. That's what it was. She looked it up. And she was like, what's the life expect expectancy of a scout in battle or whatever? And I think it was like 10 seconds or 15 seconds or whatever. Whatever the fuck it way was. Way to go, Siri. Yeah, way to go, Siri. <laughs> and she's like, oh, no. Oh, no, my poor baby boy. And I'm like, I will be fine. Here's the bad news. I got to get on a bus in two weeks. <laughs> Oh, she, uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember if she was there whenever I hopped on the bus, but yeah, told her that I think she might've been there or might've just been my dad. And then my, uh, girlfriend I had just gotten back together with. Cause I figured, you know, <laughs> it's not going to work out anyways. I'm about to be in the army. See yeah, ya. that's fair. Yeah. Turns out I knocked her up, but we'll get to that one in a later <laughs> in the next episode. Holy spice. All right. <laughs> but no, so I get on that bus and everything and uh let's let's tell the people about MEPS and how fucking okay. shitty MEPS is. Well, I mean, you went to the Oklahoma City MEPS, right? And you know, I went to uh the LA MEPS. And really? LA? Uh, Yeah, so I Nice. This is how committed I I guess I was at the time cuz I went to um I'm from, I'm from Marietta, California and Temecula has a MEPS or sorry, not a MEPS, but a recruiting station that has like, like 12 recruiters in it. And I went through the process with them and they never got back to me. And I said, screw it. You know, I'm going to go to the next one. Mm -hmm. So I went, I went to uh, Costa Mesa and there was like four recruiters in that office. So I was like, all right, cool. Well, you know, I'm, you know, I'll drive, you know, an hour plus to go do this. And, you know, again, just, you know, you know, when you're driving, you're listening to music or the windows are down and you're just kind of in your head, you're in your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Right. And that drive to Costa Mesa just put me in that position to be prepared to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. I went through LA, uh, the LA maps I remember being in a hotel with, you know, this dude who was weird as fuck. You know, he, he was joining the Marines and this guy's like putting his contact lenses and like, 
this fucking liquid and doing all kinds of weird shit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on, dude? We're go, we're, we're joining the army. What the fuck job are you going to pick? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are you doing? And, uh, the LA maps, I, I remember, you know, you, you get your butthole looked at full disclosure, everybody, everybody, everywhere. You got to know. Okay. The, the butthole's getting checked. All right. There's um, a man that's going to check your butthole. <laughs> Actually, one sec. I have a sound. I'm going to play it. No, no, don't touch me there. This is my no-no square. Oh, I love the no-no square sound. <laughs> it, it, it's it's the hey, you know, as long as you know you can visually visually see one of his hands or her hands. You know, I was, you know, unfortunate. I had a male, but you know, at the end of the day, they're checking your butthole, so you just gotta <laughs> accept it. They're <laughs> they're looking as long as they're not, you know. Wearing a Super Bowl ring, you're going to be fine. But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you know, you go through that physical process and, you know, it, it's a sports physical. Um, turn your head and cough. Uh, uh, you know, okay, thanks. Roger, thank you. Ooh, okay. And uh, then you go in that swearing room, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's an uncomfortable process because you're like, Jesus, you know, I got like 13 other people here that are trying to do the same thing as me and, you know, you're sitting next to them. You have your packet in your hand, and then you see someone go off and, "Hey, I need you to pick me up." You're like, "Oh, that guy fucked up." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and and you're sitting there like, "Oh shit, what'd he say? What'd he do?" You know? Um, I and you go through that. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say, I whenever I went to take the ASVAB, I went there and a dude failed the ASVAB. <laughs> uh, dude, I I I uh, the concept. For me, I was trying to go in with one of my buddies, and we took the ASVAB at the same time. He didn't pass it. I did. And, you know, we, we had the, the ASVAB we took, in, we took in high school. You know, it only lasts for two years. We went together. We're like, hey, we're going to do this together. He failed it. I passed it. And then it got to that point, like, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to move on. I'm going to, I'm going to move forward. You know, I, I love you, bro. And you know, that, that guy, he's doing great today, but yeah, you take your ASVAB that that's the number one most important thing you do in that whole process. Because if you're an idiot, you know, you ain't, you ain't, <laughs> and you got to retake the some bitch, then, you know, get fucked. It's just the way it is. <laughs> oh, nothing like getting your butthole checked by a man though. It's not. It's not my first choice. But <laughs> and then duck know, yeah, walking you know, after you get your rectum checked. Bro, I, I'm, I'm turning. I'm turning thirty in January, and I gotta demonstrate this duck walk. You know, been. I've only been in the army eight years, and I try to demonstrate this duck walk for people in the recruiting office. <laughs> you know, I, I, I know it's coming, so I do a little bit of the uh, <clears throat> little. You know static stretching dynamic warm-up business in the back and then i come in and i'm like all right here we go you know this is the duck walk because this is what you're going to be expected to do um in your underwear feel yeah if you feel like you may make a sound you know or a crack or a pop limber up baby you know limber up let's go uh be prepared for this because uh that's a huge part of the process unfortunately the dumbest show i've ever heard 
have you ever duck walked in your life in the army? Like, <laughs> hey, dismounts out right now. Let's go. Hey, get into the wood line. And you fucking duck walk across your LDA? I don't think so. I don't think that's ever fucking happened. God. Oh, Maps, I hope I never have to see you again. I never will. Thank God. You shouldn't. <laughs> and then that nice, long, arduous flight to fucking Benning. Do you remember going through the front gate? I mean, what's what's that uh, city outside of Benning? Uh, Columbus, I believe. Columbus? Yeah. Columbus. I remember to this day coming in. I don't know when you got there, but it was like late as fuck. I remember being in Atlanta. I landed in Atlanta and you got like maybe two and a half drill sergeants pushing you through. But we waited there for like five fucking hours. And then when we finally get there, it, it was a blur. It was a blur. I just remember going through phase by phase like shit. Okay. I'm following the guy in front of me. And that, I mean, realistically, that's the army. That's all you need you know? to do is just follow the guy yeah. in front. Yeah, 100%. Uh, well, I think we're getting into basic territory, so we'll cut this episode short. I hope you all really enjoyed learning about uh, some of the recruiting life and how that's feeling, finding out that uh, I'm a fucking idiot. And... <laughs> You know, learning that if you join the military, if you're someone who hasn't uh, joined yet or is thinking about it, um, yeah, at some point someone's going to look in your butthole and then you're going to be in your underwear duck walking. Like, it's, it's, just a, it's just a great experience. Everyone should try it. Yeah, you know what? This shouldn't scare anyone. You know, let's put a disclosure out there, okay? You know, I know you're about to wrap this up, but, you know, anyone... <laughs> Anyone who's listening, okay? Um, there's many opportunities, many opportunities for you to get your butthole checked in a lot of different <laughs> lines of work. But you only have to do it once in the army. Unless you go for ranger school, then you have to do it again. <laughs> That's fact. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed this. Uh, again, this has been a uh, smoke shack podcast moment uh with my boy seaway seaway say hi and bye to everybody or say bye hey, to everybody <laughs> it's been great thank you for having me uh i hope all you that are listening continue to listen there's going to be great content on this show and whether you're driving to work whether you're driving to get your butthole looked at <laughs> it doesn't matter it's going to be great content <laughs> jesus Oh, I'm so glad we're doing this. Uh, this isn't the only time you're going to hear from uh, my boy, uh, Staff Sergeant Seaway. We're also going to have the basic story that we're going to record next. I'll try to release that one probably like a day or two after this episode comes out. Then, because we went to the same first duty station together, we're going to talk about Fort Campbell. And that fucking place. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm excited, dude. Thank you so much for having me. I love what you're doing. I love the show. I think it's going to be great for people to hear it. They need to hear it. This is something people need to hear. 
I mean, whether it's our generation or the next, this is a great opportunity for people to either buy into this and, hey, you know what? I could do this. I could be a part of this. People, people belong to this. You know what I mean? Yeah, it it was it was a fun experience, and that's why I'm still hoping that I can, you know, eventually get back in, you know, and do things again in whatever capacity I can. I mean, well, right now like I got I the said, guard, which you told me not to do, and I definitely should have fucking listened to you. But I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll be complaining about the guard plenty of times on this show. Don't you folks worry. I hate all of them except for like two or three. Here, here's here's the bottom line. <laughs> get we get you promoted, you get released from the guard, you go back to active duty or whatever you want to do, and you you go do it. You go do it. Big dick energy. <laughs> yep. Anyways, uh, so this has been the uh, Smoke Shack podcast with our guest speaker, Staff Sergeant Seaway. Uh, don't forget to like the uh, Instagram page and the Facebook page, all of which is at the Smoke Shack podcast. And don't forget to subscribe. You know, that way you get your updates whenever things come out. I'm an ADHD person. Sometimes you'll get something, you know, one day and who knows, maybe it'll be the next day you'll get something new. Maybe it'll be three weeks from now. Who, who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? It'll be a nice surprise. It will be a nice surprise. Uh, but yeah. And then for those, uh, who have been members of the military that have stories that you would like to share or would like to put in for uh, certain segments, don't forget the email, the smoke shack podcast at gmail.com. Anyways, this has been a uh, wonderful moment, or a wonderful segment for me. I can't wait to see you all out at the Smoke Shack. Have a good evening. See you you want to say goodbye to the folks. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Continue to listen. Uh, we love you. Stick around. You'll enjoy. Alrighty. See you around at the Smoke Shack. <laughs>